actually, it was crazy. So I saw your set. This is my story of how I, why I asked you on my podcast. Yeah. I saw your set at Philly's Funniest. Uh-huh. I absolutely loved it. Thank I you. wanted to uh, try to talk to you after the show, just introduce myself, you yeah. know, so I wouldn't be a stranger from the internet asking uh-huh. you to get my car. <laughs> And uh, you were around a bunch of other comics. I didn't want to like single yeah. you out because, oh. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want the other comics. Well, what about me? You know, and then they give you an attitude. Um, I but appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know You're how it goes. You're not wrong, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so I Googled you after, you know, kind of like just to get an idea. Yeah. And the first thing that popped up was the Holocore podcast. Yeah. And I actually did that podcast too. I was, as soon as you said you were from Delco, I was going to be like, do you know my voice though? Yeah, like, all right. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. So I listened to that whole podcast and I was like, oh, shit. one, it was an awesome podcast. Oh, yeah, thank and you. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, I know everything about her. Like, yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> like, I just, I, I hope I didn't come in with too much information. But, right, right. So yeah. I, uh, no, you know what's funny is though they did in such a hilarious way. Like, I remember, I was like, how much research did they really do on me or whatever? And I like sat down and Vinny's like mentioning old Instagram posts of mine from memory. And I was like, y'all did yeah. your fucking <laughs> yeah. work. So like, should I be scared? I'm in this basement right now. Oh, they did the same thing with me. They're it was dope. Like, yeah. I love oh, those Oh, they're dudes. awesome. Yeah, we they talk were a like, lot. Yeah. They, they like watched every YouTube video. Like same thing. Like I yeah. forgot I did. I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, they did the work, man. They're awesome. <laughs> they're, shout out to the Hollow Core podcast. Amen. But, Amen. Um, all right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Cheese Steaks with with the one, the only Christine Sills. Did I get <laughs> that me, right, Christine? <laughs> Kirsten Sills is part of her set. Um, I'm really happy to have you here. I am a huge fan of stand up comedy, mm-hmm. and um, I I really wanted to talk to you because over COVID, I feel like I was at home and I just consumed so much content. Yeah, where like. I, I almost like it's not that I got turned off from comedy, but I almost like figured out the everything, you know, and it's like I'm and, you know, as somebody who watched a lot of comedy, I as you get older, you can kind of tell where jokes are going in this, uh-huh. like, you know? which is dangerous. Yeah. And then over COVID, I just consumed so much content on so many different like mm-hmm. stand up, you know, video sketches, whatever it is. And it got to a point where I'm like almost turned off from comedy and I'm trying to figure out why and I think a big part of it especially today's day and age which I hate is how comedians are so scared to say anything like say anything real you know Mm -hmm. and I understand Mm -hmm. you can like slapstick humor it has its time and place or whatever and then every now and again um I think I actually heard you mention this on a podcast where it was like uh they were talking about female comedians and it was like, Oh my God. And you said, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, Oh my God, another female comedian joking about her vagina uh-huh. or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I'm like, all right, wow. Girls talk, making sex jokes. Oh my God. Right. Um, yeah. and so, and then on the flip side, sometimes those, cause I've done comedy a few times, not enough to like call myself a comedian. Mm-hmm. It's something that struck me doing comedy was the audience I think is just as responsible as the, comedian for being so damn soft and i don't know if you remember uh i don't know like how much you heard and i'm sure you run into it a lot i'm sure it's just an afterthought but it's philly's funniest when yeah. i saw you yeah, yeah you started with uh i think nine 11, I, there was like a couple jokes before 
and then you got into talking about your oxygen yeah. and being terminally ill yeah, yeah, and you like yeah. made a joke and people were like kind of like oh is she kidding is she serious and they're <laughs> yeah. laughing and then you like made a segue that like it started to set in with people that uh -huh. it was real and you said something like <laughs> I, I i you obviously probably remember will remember the joke yeah. um it was like, uh, you know, that is something that's something to worry about when I'm at the end of my life. Yeah. That's a problem for 2023. Yeah. And I lost it. <laughs> and I could tell the room. It happens to me a lot in comedy clubs. Like, mm -hmm. I could tell the room got very quiet. There might have been a couple other laughs. Yeah. I was definitely the loudest laugh. <laughs> and then you, like, kept going. And, like, you know, thinking about that after, I'm like, man, this audience, like, that's part of it that made me realize. And I wanted to, I really wanted to talk to you because, like, I just wanted to like learn about your experience talking about something real yeah. and you know there's a lot of truth and i mean it's it's like the realest thing you can talk about but in a funny way mm -hmm. and in this culture where like the most insane things are treated with kid gloves it's like you're yeah. laughing about literally the ultimate thing you know right yeah and so i just wanted to hear more about your experience because it like it saved my that, that little bit of comedy that's still alive in me that saved me that night because uh -huh. I needed that. Yeah. So like, well, first of all, I didn't get to like see a lot of the other comics. So did you find that the other comics were taking? Were saying? Did you find that any other comics said anything that was like, oh, the room got quiet or anything like um, that? You were like, oh, that makes that's a little cancelable in people's eyes. So there's one. Um, there's one comic mm -hmm. that, uh, and this is something that I learned and I've talked with uh, a lot of people about it, not a lot, but I've talked with a few people about this, specifically a few black performers uh -huh. where I, I had this like one story that I told um, where and I, it's actually on YouTube. Um, it's like, I think it's titled the craziest night ever um, for those familiar with it. Um, I picked up these three white people, two guys and a girl. And right off the bat, my first impression of them where they were using the N word. Yeah. So in my story I'm telling, I'm like, all right, these guys are using a word that I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. So I'm going to use the word neighbor instead. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I say neighbor, whatever yeah, I say. Yeah. You know? And when I tell it in front of a white audience, it's like everyone's like, oh, my God, am I going to get fired from my job just for being here? Right. And when I tell it in front of a black audience, they lose it. Love it. it. It's mm -hmm. the funniest thing ever, right? And yeah. so there was one guy uh, who was a black guy talking about, he made jokes about slavery. Um, about the people owning white people owning pets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear. I heard about and it I, later. <laughs> I could tell there was like the same kind of feeling where mm -hmm. like the people in the audience, because it was a predominantly white audience. Um, of course, it was. and they were like, <laughs> "Am I allowed to laugh at this? I can't not laugh at it because it's a black guy." You yeah, know, what right, I mean? right. like I don't want to, you know. And so that was the only other like, I don't want to say risque thing, but that was because yeah. there's a difference between risque and like risque with like truth in it maybe risk is wrong but you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, right? yeah um so that was the only thing that like had shock value but also real world consequences i think right. that's what i'm saying by risk yeah yeah so like when i did funniest last year one of the guys who won with me gary who actually ended up winning the whole thing gary sharp is fucking amazing i feel like i know that and name. gary is so fucking funny and he and i won together one of those nights and he did one of the only other jokes that was, I did my 9-11 joke that night. And I'm sure you've heard it. Mm -hmm. um, for those who haven't, um, I'm a first-hand survivor of 9-11. I'm allowed to make this joke. I lost my house. I lost everything. Um, and so <laughs> I made this joke and I was like, fuck. 
it went really well, but I was like, am I going to be the only one who was like saying shit that maybe I shouldn't have? And then Gary went up and he did this whole thing about how he's blacking as a white girlfriend. So when she he's asked what? him, he's blackening as a white girlfriend. Blackening? Black and oh, he has a black white. Black and has a white. Yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I was like, okay. He's black. I was like, is that a new term yeah, he's yeah, yeah. using? Is that a new PC term that yeah. I'm not like up with? So he's black. His girlfriend's white. Okay. And he was saying when she asked him to do chores he doesn't want to do he does them while he sings negro spirituals so oh i've seen that feel yeah. guilty. that's how i know him yeah. and yeah, same thing right. the room all white right. people were like i can't laugh. you know what if it's... i laugh it's a hate crime yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's making the joke right. dude yeah does he host at helium yeah yeah he definitely does stuff at helium yeah. yeah that was another instance where uh -huh. i remember specifically i can see him on my face yeah. now he was making that joke and yeah. i was i remember exactly what i said and i was dying and i was the uh -huh. only person in the audience uh -huh. laughing and he was so much so that I remember him specifically. He didn't call me out. Yeah, yeah. But I remember he like looked at me and we had like 30 to 45 seconds where he was just telling me the jokes. Because uh -huh. I was the only one laughing. He's like, you're the only one that yeah. this is for. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I like, I have not really, I will say because the stuff I joke about is my life, my personal experience, I haven't had a ton of issues with people being offended because... I'm the person that would be offended. You know, like right. it's about me. Like right. no one else is coming in here. Maybe there's other people coming in who happen to be terminally ill, happen to have cystic fibrosis, happen to be on oxygen in their 20s. But like that's very slim chances. So I think a lot of time when people get offended about stuff, they're offended for other people. You mm -hmm. know, like I went to art school. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I went to a private art school for acting and for theater. And so like, that was a very, and I don't mean this in a pejorative context, but like, it was a very woke crowd, right? Yeah. Which is not at all a bad thing. Um, I consider myself involved in that crowd, but it would, it was all like pretty wealthy white kids getting offended for the concept of other people. Right. You can't say that that's offensive to Muslim people. And it's like, totally. I do agree. White people should be standing up for others because we have that voice, but also it's like, is that your place? You know, to be like, that's offensive right. to any Muslim person that might be here. And it's like, this is the whitest fucking room you've right. ever seen, right, you know? Right, right, right. And so I feel like when people would get offended, if someone got offended about like a, one of my jokes, it's like, I'm offended. That's offensive to people with cystic fibrosis. Yeah. It's like, I yeah, am right, people right, with right. cystic fibrosis right, right, right. and same with nine, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I haven't had too many issues with that. Like people ask me when you hear your comic, people always say like, uh, do you ever get um, heckled? You know, and yeah. I was like, I'm pretty lucky in that I've never been heckled because, again, I don't think it looks good on the person who would yeah. heckle me, you know? Yeah. Um, I've never had somebody, like, call back and, like, respond in a poor way to one of my jokes. But, yeah, it is. It's fucking hard. I mean, it took me years to write my 9-11 joke because I was really anxious that it wasn't going to go over well. Mm -hmm. And I just had to have a lot of people who I know tell me, like, Dude, it's your story. You're not yeah. making fun of anyone. You're making fun of your own life and how much like PTSD you have from that and how it still affects you so much. And it's like, yeah, but something like that is so many people's story. You know, at yeah. least this CF is my direct. Other people have CF, but I talk about my life with cystic fibrosis. You know, I always joke like when I said the joke about dying in 2023 and i yeah. always say like thank you for laughing at that because you know who never laughs at that my mom yeah right right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and you yeah. know and I, I always make fun of her on yeah. stage every set i do because she's she's a really good sport with how much i joke about stuff that 
is also her story. You know, yeah. she's the only right, one who right. was with me on 9-11 when we were standing next to the building and the plane crashed into it over our heads. She's the one who has a daughter with with a terminal disease. So it's right. like it's her story, too. And she's a very good sport about it. But yeah, I I haven't I haven't had any issues with it yet. Like knock on something. But like I I worry. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do worry head, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do worry about that like a good amount. Every time I go on stage, I'm like, what if this is the time that I'm officially fucking canceled or I fi- I officially bomb? Yeah. You know? So you've never bombed? Okay. So <laughs> last year, this is the only time, and I want them back. Like it it didn't end poorly, but it started really poorly. Last year, I got booked to do. You know, people see your set and then they book you to do that set. They go, you know, the thing I saw you do at Helium, can you do that? Um, so I got booked to do a 30-minute um, at a, a show um, in Ambler. And I was stoked and they basically just said, um, you know, we don't have the date yet, whatever, but it's going to be um, the weekend after uh, Labor Day. And I'm like, sure, it's Saturday after Labor Day. I agree. I write my whole set. I'm not a calendar person. I'm not looking at the date. They booked me for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and now I have to... It's already hard to convince people that I'm not fucking lying when right, I tell this. Right, right, Let alone, like... Because in their minds, it's like, what are the odds we're at this show in Ambler and the girl where the headliner happens to be a first-hand survivor of 9-11 who, right. like... You know, when I, when I, like, moved here after... Uh, when we moved here after 9-11, we were interviewed by all these, like, newspapers and all this stuff. We were constantly being interviewed because we were the people in the area who had personally experienced it and, like, lost everything and saw all of this firsthand. So you moved right after 9-11. Yeah, so we lived, we lost our house, right? So we lived in a hotel for, like, 10 weeks or something. Oh, lived wow. in a hotel for a while, yeah. And then we moved back here, so gotcha. like where my family lives. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so it's already hard to convince people when I go on stage. Like I know I am making a joke. Cause you know, a lot of times comic make things up for jokes. Totally. Yeah. You have to, Oh yeah. yeah. no life. Isn't usually that funny without you being a little like hyperbolic, right. but uh, I already have trouble with that. And the fact that it was the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And these people came to a comedy show Probably expecting people to make jokes about nine. I mean, like being like, God, I hope no one makes a joke about nine eleven. Yeah. And the way I always start my set is I don't say that I'm going to talk about nine eleven. I just say like, you know, I used to live in New York. New York's fucking crazy place. You know, we've all seen movies. We, you know, New York's wild. And I always say the craziest thing that ever happened to me when I lived in New York is like one morning, my mom and my brother and I would walk into school and. We were standing next to this building waiting to cross the street and a plane flew over our head and crashed into it. So, like, I don't say 9-11 for a little bit. We all know what I'm referring to. Right, and I always right. say, like, you probably heard about it on the news, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they co- it was local news, maybe. I don't know if they covered it big time. But um, and everybody, the second people started realizing what I was about to say, I got, oh, my God. They turned on me so quick. And it took me a while to get them i was like i also want to say like i do this set all year round <laughs> like this is not because you said that to me? i did yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i like i had to stop and say like i just want to say i do this set in april 2018 yeah. i do it in february 2017 i do it all the time it just happens to be that this is a really yeah. bad timing 
And when I said that, people were like, oh, okay. And I even said, like, I didn't know the date I was signing up, you know. So I was like, I am as surprised as you (laughs) that I am telling these jokes on the 20th anniversary. So it was, that was the only time I really, I I wouldn't say, like, it went so poorly, but, like, it it took a while to get them. It was, like, the most... The longest I've been on stage where there's just silence, you know, like yeah. if you're a comic, you should be hearing laughs every 30 seconds, every minute, you know, less than that. Usually. Yeah. This is like probably Did two you cut minutes. the joke short at all on the 9-11 part? I did a yeah, little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I got <laughs> nervous because I have, you know, I just ended with the, I do a joke about just like how other people talk about 9-11 and, you know, like yeah, when yeah. people hear my story they have to then tell me where they were on 9-11. And it's always like, I was in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. In my first, like, great classroom. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm like, you're so brave. Yeah. <laughs> you're a survivor, too. Oh, my God. Wow, we're all survivors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was the only time I would say. But honestly, like, I've never done my disease set in front of a crowd of people who are also terminal. You know, like oh, maybe yeah. every once in a while there's like someone in the audience who's like a cancer patient or something, but they're the ones who love that shit. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they laugh immediately. Right. And people on TikTok is where I've definitely gotten my biggest crowd of the most amount of people seeing my stand up. I post a little stuff on there and it's a lot of people being like, I just got diagnosed with something like two weeks ago and this is the first time I've laughed since. So like, oh, thank wow. you. And oh, it's like, amazing. yeah, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Honestly, when I like your set, like I looked at your socials a little bit mm-hmm. and I know you have the sitcom mm-hmm. com- coming up, right? It's mm-hmm. not out yet. Um, yeah. It's being shopped right now. But so. man, if you, uh, like, if you want to grow a following TikTok, I could give you like an easy blueprint. You could have a yeah. hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Like no oh, problem. Dude, I'd telling. probably take you up on that. Yeah. I, I only started doing TikTok just to get my stand up out there a little more. Yeah. It's hard. Cause a lot of my stand up is in the sitcom that I work for. Right. And that is, I designed contracts about you know, you can't talk about the script or whatever. And that is technically in the script. So a lot of my stuff, I can do it for an audience, but I can't like record it and post it on TikTok, you know, because it's, if it's a joke in the show and it's being sold, um, you know, let's say, um, I don't know, HBO Max picks it up. That's their property now. Like that's their, that's their jokes to sell, even though I, you know, I'm the writer, so that's part of it. But like, I can't just be posting those on the internet. So It's hard because I, I want to post jokes, but it's really like unless someone sees me live like you did, I don't yeah. really get a lot of people who like have seen my stuff. You know? But I think the cool thing about TikTok, this is like kind of this is like my wheelhouse. Yeah, I've just yeah, been doing right. It for so You're long. huge on TikTok and, and YouTube, right? Well, my grandmother has a huge I have two accounts on TikTok. My grandmother has the one with a million followers. Jesus Christ. But I, I, I run that account. So, you know. I'm just saying, I already made a woman with breathers famous once. Yeah, so true. I, I got the blueprint for you. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> my, a, mom, my mom's on oxygen, too? She always, she would call them breathers. Yeah. Breathers. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. But she would never, like, she would always take it. She hated it. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but anyway. Um, yeah, that, so I was going to say, so you, did you start on YouTube? Yeah, started on YouTube. Right. I'm like, so I'm a millennial. I'm 34. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I always feel like I'm like a little behind the times. Like, I'm yeah. like, I, I know I got the skill set to do it, but I'm always like, man, I came into YouTube just a couple years too late. TikTok, I actually timed right. I was like ahead of that. That's I got into TikTok when I was like still embarrassed to tell people I was on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even right. like my little cousins who like were like, they actually came up to me at my other grandparents' funeral. Mm-hmm. like, you have a video on TikTok with 
however many views. I was uh-huh. like, now's not the place, guys. Yeah. But like before that, I was embarrassed to tell him. I was like, shit, I can't have my middle school cousin know that I'm on TikTok, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like I was in TikTok before that. Um, so um, yeah, I just like, at the end of the day, all these different platforms, just they're all the same. They just have a different like- Different following. Method to do it, but like- Which do you prefer? Um, it, it It's all different. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, TikTok is the best to like for outreach. So like for you, for yeah. your, um, to like get your sitcom out there and just like to become the, the way, like a lot of things, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like it's not always the best art that rises to the top for whatever reason, whether people have marketing dollars to put behind it, yeah. whether they're well-known or whatever. So like if somebody on t- knows you from TikTok yeah. and they're like, oh my God, she is a sitcom. I'm definitely watching that, you know? And yeah. even though there's a lot of stuff on the sitcom, like the, I guarantee you the thing about TikTok is like, the audience is willing to have these like slice of life, like not cringe, but like mm-hmm. not polished stories. Like you don't need a stand up set to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that story you told, I heard on the Holocore podcast um, uh-huh. about the guy on uh, at the restaurant. Oh my god! Like that, I heard that yeah. story, and that's when I was like, oh my god, this. That story needs to be on TikTok, and yeah. that will get her the, with the backpack. You mean? Yeah, and the, the, the douchebag yeah, who's yeah. like, yeah. Did you just get here? Yeah. That was like, <laughs> you know, and for those who haven't listened to the Holocore podcast, it was like, um, sounds like I'm plugging a different podcast yeah, on my podcast. Yeah, I'm, not sure I'm new to this, <laughs> yeah. but you you show up. I'm stealing your story, but yeah, basically yeah, you show up to work, and this guy sitting there, he's a real asshole to a service worker, which is an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know. And he says something about your backpack, and then the moment he realized that it's oxygen, he was yeah. just mortified. Yeah, he thought because he thought I was like either trying to leave my shift early or like just showed up, like yeah. being unprofessional. And he was like, "You just got here, or are you on your way out?" I just got to watch his eyes like slowly follow up my two fans. And like a story like, like you telling that story on TikTok, guarantee it. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, so, I should, yeah, I'm, story times, right? Yeah, you're going to like, I hope you take me up on that because it will. I really like, will. That's a good you, idea. Like forget, forget HBO. Like you yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. you have the internet, you have TikTok and the internet. That's yeah. all you need. It's funny because so I, I don't. HBO pay good money. Though, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like, I don't, you know, when it's like your own life, you don't. It takes you some time to realize what's actually interesting and what's just like your day to day. You know, like I obviously encounter a lot of crazies, a lot of people who have like thoughts on this, you know, whatever. And it's been my whole life. So it's like sometimes I, I get so used to it that I'm like, I'm bored of how interesting can it be to like hear a 20, a girl in her 20s talk about being terminally ill. And it's like, cause I'm so used to it. All my friends are so used to it. But to people who don't know me, it's like, I need to know why she's wearing that. Like, they right, can't right, focus right. on anything until I tell them right, why right. I'm wearing You know what I mean? They're, like, not listening at all to what I'm saying. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, other people aren't – other people see it and they're taken aback. Whereas, like, you know, my friends and family are so used you know. Yeah. They'll just be like, can you get your terminal ass down here? We're going to be late. You know, like, that's right, how right. my friends talk to me. And other people are like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for TikTok, I feel like it's hard to decide like what's actually funny and what's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, it just goes back to like sharing the stuff you like. That that's where I always start with it. Yeah. But right. Then you'll see in the comments like what people like and what people identify mm-hmm. with, and like at the end of the day, like not every video, you know, in in my perfect world, every video I make has ten billion views, uh-huh. you know. But like. As long as I enjoy doing it and as long as it's like something that I, you know, a memory that I like or yeah. something like that or, uh, it, and honestly, a lot of it 
like we were talking about is if, if I feel like I'm sharing some sort of truth or an important truth or something. Yeah. It's like, if I can look back on this, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I said that, you know, even if nobody listened, you know, cause right. As opposed to the inverse of like, I don't like that. I said that, but a ton of people, I made money off of it. Right, right, right. And like, that's so sure in the moment satisfying, but very not like fulfilling as a creator. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and that's something as long as you can like, enjoy, and that was a big thing that started with my grandmother. I'm like, look, no matter what happens like this, these are funny memories I have with my grandmother, you know? Yeah. So like that, that's how like I could kind of justify, like even if a video didn't do well and like that kind of made it fun for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I try, I think a lot like that too, because like I, you know, like I said, I have a, a I went to college for acting specifically theater. I love doing live stuff, but I love doing, because like you said about the stuff with you and, you call her mom mom, right? Mm -hmm. With you and my mom is like, it's immortalized on tape forever. You know, like it's when yeah. you have these awesome moments and you're like, oh, I, I have that forever now, yeah. you know, as opposed yeah. to like some, because you can have some amazing memories mentally that you've like stored away, but it's cool to have something like a, like how old your grandmother? She, uh, well, she's passed. But she yeah. was 80, she, she was born in 31, 1988, she died, maybe 89, I Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 so so how, she was born in, oh, okay. 31, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, okay. I always do the math, I never remember, I just did the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's like, that's so cool to have all those memories, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I love what you do too, because I am so close with my mom i'm like she is my best fucking friend That's i awesome. we are like we are so we're closer like oh my cousins know like it's like here's and my yeah. mom you know um and i just love what you're doing because i was like damn like yeah you don't really get to hear from people of that generation on the internet because they're not yeah, on yeah. the internet yeah, and yeah. so someone else being like mom i'm talking about this yeah. you know that's cool <laughs> um so you said your family's originally from PA, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, because yeah. I did the quick, like, math there. I'm like, all right. She grew up in New York originally, but yeah. she's calling her mom mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, from right? PA. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah. that's, that's what she said. All right, yeah, so my, like, my whole family's from here. I was born in, like, Holy Redeemer Hospital in Huntington Valley. And then my mom got married to my stepdad. He's not my stepdad anymore, but at the time it was my stepdad. He lived in New York. Okay. he was this like very fancy like we lived in like my mom was a single mom with two kids one of them was really really sick right so and like she we lived in like a duplex and like in Langhorne like not in not a good place and um she didn't have her undergrad she was cleaning houses for a living like it, it was like and then we met my stepdad who was like so wonderful and amazing and when we moved in with him he moved us to his penthouse apartment in the a building he owned oh wow in the financial district right right next oh, to the world yeah. trade center so it was like oh my fucking god this is a whole new world you know and uh so we probably lived there for like i think i only lived in new york for like maybe two and a half years or okay, something gotcha. um i think i was like four or something when we moved and then i was seven by the time we we left um so I don't remember much of living in New York, but also my experience in New York was not what you think of when you think of New York, because it was this very like fancy, like Eloise at the Plaza kind of life, like right, right, right. like Home Alone 2 <laughs> New York, as opposed to like 
most people who live in New York are used to like, you know, you got to be a little tougher. And yeah, I was yeah. like, that was not my experience yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I moved to Philly and very humbled when I lived yeah, here. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you do got to be fucking tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you already adjusted to Philly because you didn't miss a beat when there was, you know, I he probably lives in this park. The guy uh -huh. standing in front of our car. You didn't miss our beat. I was keeping an eye on yeah, him. Yeah, no, yeah, he right. Was giving himself a little shower and changing right in front of us. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, she's she's definitely Philly. She's yeah. not even phased. Yeah, I've lived here since, like, in the city since I started college. So 2014, I started, and then I just haven't left since. Okay. But I was living in, you know, on UART's campus, which is, like, the neighborhood, Broad and Walnut, yeah, yeah. right? So it was still, like... Broad and Walnut for... Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's still, like, a pretty nice area. So oh, I was yeah. living on 13th and Pine. I lived above Dirty Franks. Okay. Um, 13th and Spruce, very much not the way I could ever live today. You know, but you're in your dorm, you're, like living on student loans i was just talking about that with someone we went on a trip and there was five guys in a hotel room i slept under the pullout no and it's like the things we used to do you know yeah, and i think right. about that with living situations too it's yeah like, right you're like oh yeah i'll just yeah. share a bed like, yeah right yeah for why, a full why year not? right yeah right yeah. and i would totally be down for that because it yeah. meant nothing and now yeah. i'm like i need more alone time than i ever knew i would need like if I could be alone for the rest of my life, I'd be so happy. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I see people because other people want to hang out. And it's like, I, I want to make them happy. But I'm like, God, if I could never see someone again, <laughs> I'd be okay. <laughs> and then I, you know, and I think about like sharing rooms with people in college. And it was yeah. just like, you know, you come home and chat all day. I'm like, you couldn't fucking find me. Yeah. To yeah. Do that now. Yeah. But yeah, I was living in like a, the bougier area, you know. And I remember all my suburban friends being like, oh my God, you live in Philly. Do you feel safe? I was like, I'm the poorest person in my building. <laughs> they're probably scared of me. Like, yeah, right, I'm right, the trash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the one like living on student loans. They're all fucking doctors and shit. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to 20th and Mifflin. So I was like really getting a, like okay, a, a much Philly. more normal, yeah, yeah. like yeah. South Philly experience. Mm. Yeah. Like new, they call it new bold. <laughs> oh, you know, I've always seen that on Google maps. I yeah. never heard anyone actually they say gave that. Them all these bullshit names now, you know, yeah. it's like, Newbold and I mean Graduate Hospital's been around for a while. That's kind of where I live now. Um, you know the real name of your neighborhood, Christ Ferry. Yeah, but the cool name. What is it? Devil's Pocket. Oh fuck yeah! I yeah. did know Devil's and Pocket. You know where that name comes from? No. So in like the twenties or thirties, uh -huh. uh, a local legend has it. A yeah, local yeah. <laughs> priest said that the neighborhood's youth was so bad that they would steal money from the Devil's Pocket. So oh, it was like, so yeah, badass. it was like a real like ratchet, like Irish, I believe cat, Irish Catholic. I yeah. don't think there's any other kind of Irish in America that's Catholic. Especially not um, in Philly. Yeah, yeah. not Philly. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah. again, talking about the PC stuff, I'm half Irish, come from an Irish Catholic. Yeah, Southwest right. Place, so I can say this. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> I'm not it. Irish, yeah. so I'm canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always think that's the coolest neighborhood name, Devil's Box. Yo, that, I, it's fucking crazy that I have never even thought to use that before. Because I remember when I lived on 20th, and on Mifflin and I would see that on the map and then I just moved here and I've never even because I oh god that sounds so like yeah I love and that's that the crazy thing about Philly like in on Google Maps like it says devil's pocket you know like it's not like a, it's not like a street like a neighborhood right. slang it's like no that's what the neighborhood's actually called it's like when you go to other places and I tell people like oh I went to college in Philly we're in Philly oh in the neighborhood and they're like yeah. that's offensive yeah, I'm like you, it's on yeah. Google Maps yeah, right. the street signs have <laughs> right. rainbows on them right right it is not homophobic. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. The gay bird? Like, yeah. my kids are listening. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. But devil, I love that too because, like, I'm really into, like, 
I'm really into like horror and murder and all that stuff. Oh so, like, yeah, I'm don't you have a podcast? Yeah, I tried I re- to find that. I, re- I heard you mention it. We we've we've only filmed four episodes, so we haven't released okay. it yet. We're we okay, wanted to do gotcha. four before we released, so there's gotcha. content. Okay. You know? No, I follow that. That's exactly yeah, what I'm yeah. doing with dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I uh, yeah I I fucking horror is like what's my, the name of it? My life. Um, we haven't decided yet, but I think uh, it's you're killing me. Um, yeah, yeah, that. and uh, yeah, we. I'll keep an eye out. For yeah, it. it's and me let me and, know. I'll make sure I. Update, hell yeah, yeah, it's me and my audience. my best friend, who's my co-writer. She writes my sitcom with me. She writes everything I do with me. She's the funniest person I know. Um, and she's a comedian, but also a crazy horror fan. I feel like a lot of people who are people usually like comedy or they like horror. Yeah. Um, and. I love, you know, we love it. We got these matching uh, tattoos for our, oh, sweet. our favorite, That's awesome. our favorite movie of all time. Scream. Our 11 year anniversary was last year. So we got these done. And- Your 11 year anniversary of-, yes. of best friends. Yeah. You know the date? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did that work? We're like, will you be my best friend? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I popped the question. Yeah. <laughs> so we met in school and it was oh, the first sorry. day of oh, classes. Okay. So right, we right, could right. pinpoint right. it. So Wait, it's not like you knew each other for a couple <laughs> years. It's like, you know. I'm ready to take this it's relationship official. to yeah. best friendship. Yeah, Are right. Down? I'm down. <laughs> She's like, this is so sad. Yeah. No, it's just like when we met, we were immediately gotcha, best gotcha, friends gotcha, gotcha. for life. I was dating her ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. And for, When you met? Yeah, when we met. And it was, but we were young, you know, we right, were like 14. Right, right. Oh, and okay. so it was like, uh, you know, boyfriends don't mean shit, right? You're right, like, right. your friends are everything when you're 14 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then you grow up and it's the opposite. But it's like, yeah. it was like, uh oh my God, you're dating Thane. Like I dated Thane last year. And we were like, cool. And we were like, talk about it. And I was mad. We were like, talk shit. And I'd be like, did he ever do this to you? And she'd be like, all the time. Oh I'm God. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And the problems that you complained about looking back. I'm oh sure my God. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I called his house phone and the line was busy. And then when I called, his brother said, that he was on the phone, so yeah. I couldn't talk to Thane. Yeah, yeah. And Thane should have stood up for me and told his brother to get off the phone. <laughs> How old are you? I just turned 28 last night. All night. right, so, okay, yeah. you might have had AIM, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... You're, yeah, you're, you're talking yeah. to XX Talk Talk Play. Oh, I, you're, no, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. and Savannah was, it still is in my phone, XO Sports, XO Sing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's a singer, and I've never seen her play a sport in my life, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you? Uh, just lax in 91. No. And actually, this is actually really hey, funny. But you weren't born in 91. Before, no, that was my number. That oh, was my okay. number okay, in okay. sports. Got it. Uh, but before that, I was Domer 681 because I didn't know Dome was like, I saw it on a hat down the shore yeah. and had the Notre Dame sign. Uh-huh. And I didn't know Dome was also like, you know, it's not also like more predominantly yeah. a blowjob reference. Yeah. So I was like, you know, in fifth grade, I'm like, I'm Domer 681. And then I remember specifically he told me, he's like, you don't, you know what that means? I was like, no, what? I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get kicked out of school. If my mom, you know, my mom's going to kick me off the internet. Right. So I changed it to just lax. Yeah. Cause I was a lax player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking, I loved aim. Like oh, I, yeah. I kind of was on it. So I have an, I have one sibling and he's an older brother. And so I feel like if you're the younger one, you get to be part of the older kids stuff, you know? So while yeah. like, I had friends my age who only had younger siblings. They weren't on the AIM train as much as I was. I'm like, Brad has an AIM. 
you better believe I'm getting a name yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can talk <laughs> yeah, to him yeah. from the other room. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. Like we had it in college and we talk like two yeah, 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 right. desk down. And we had one desktop. So yeah, I'd be like right. at my friend's house messaging right. Brad and be like, right. Hey, and he's like, what the fuck yeah. do you need? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved it. I think I, I joined AIM when I was in like maybe sixth grade or okay. something. And it was, right. you know, the away messages. It's and about the... when I started. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say. The drama with like boyfriends and girlfriends that age and AIM. And away message, and I saw he was online, and I messaged him. But then he put his away message up. Yeah, you know, and like, the profile had to say like the initials of the person. If oh yeah, your like profile you yeah, had yeah, yeah, to be yeah. like KC plus TM, yeah. and it was like, and then if you erase it, it's like, are we? Fi- are you mad at me? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> or like your best friends had to be like named. Yeah, uh, and it was like MySpace too. The same thing because of the top, the top friends. Yeah, I never got on MySpace. It was so. toxic. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was so toxic to make. Thinking back to make a bunch of 14-year-olds oh, rate yeah. their friends in order of oh, yeah. friendship for everyone to see. Like, no yeah. wonder we were fighting 100% of the time. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, the the character arc of millennials and technology <laughs> is like, we, st- we got into all that. Yeah. And then we're, like, also at the point where, like, I feel like millennials more so than anyone understand the power of it. Where everyone older is like deathly. If I've run into a lot with my dash cam driving yeah. Uber, everyone older is like, "Oh my god, are you recording me? Like you can't record me. That's illegal." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, actually, it's not. But relax, like yeah. chill out. And then everyone younger is like, "Oh my god, you're recording. Can you put me on YouTube? Will you make me famous?" And then millennials are in between. Like, listen, yeah, I don't want to be famous. I understand why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had security. I get it. Just like, don't be a jackass about it. You yeah, know? Yeah, that's true. Because our whole lives, we've been in a world at least where there's security cameras everywhere. Right. You know, we've right. always yeah. to a level been on like CCTV. Whereas, yeah, totally. You look at people who are older, and they're like. I didn't know I was going to be on camera. Like right, legally yeah. you have to tell right. me. And it's like, Relax. you're on camera yeah, right. all day. Yes. Do you have an iPhone? Cause they're looking at you right now. Right. Right. Your FBI agent. And I'm not that's being paranoid. I'm not right. saying, like, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. The FBI agent assigned to you yeah, is right, right. watching you right now. Yeah. And if you're crying, he's going to see if you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Like that's how it works, baby. And yeah. And I've been coming, running into this. This is mine, right? Mm-hmm. I've been running into this. Cause I, I think I told you like, I don't know how much I'm going to say about it, but I, I think I can say this, but I've been... I can always cut it. Being, yeah, yeah, I think I can say this, yeah. but I... Because, yeah, they were going to come today, um, but they didn't. But I've been being filmed for a documentary. Right, These right. guys who made this um, awesome, huge, very lucrative project that they sold to Amazon Prime a couple years ago. Um, and they're working on something else right now. And they just... They are they don't know what they're going to... What the story is yet. They just, like, follow me around, you know, to make a... You know what a sizzle reel is? Yeah, yeah, like a teaser to yeah. then that's how you sell it, and nope. then the yeah. network gives you money to make the whole thing. So they're like they're following me around for the whole summer into the fall, and uh, it's so funny to see people's reactions, people stepping out of the way when I'm being, fu- you know, and it's like, oh yeah, like if anybody speaks or anything, we do they do have to sign a release form, uh-huh. but like they were at Philly's funny. I was like, did you notice them following me? Uh, I didn't. No, yeah. there was a camera right in front of me. I didn't know if it was Philly's funniest or that. Yeah, so there's a guy who always just films, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, they were following me the whole time. And, you know, I didn't tell a lot of people. I just signed my contract, like, last week. With them. So, with them. Gotcha. So, I didn't tell a lot of people that I was, that it was up in the air. But, because I didn't want to say it until it was official, right? Yeah. And so, a lot of my friends were at Philly's funniest and were kind of like, and these are doc crew people, so they're pretty good at, like, you know, like, not hiding, but not making themselves yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah. And after, like, a 30-minute conversation with a friend, they'd be like, I 
makes someone's phone cuss. And I was like, yeah. I, and I feel like such a narc because I'm like, I'm also wired. I'm also mic yeah, yeah, right now. Yeah, right, like, right. don't say anything incriminate, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't talk shit on the guy on the camera because he has right. earphones and he can hear <laughs> right, everything right, or right, see, you right, know? Right. And like, I'll tell a joke and they'll be 60 feet away and I'll see him laugh, you know, because he's listening. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's, that's funny. And you, you see people, be, some people are really weird about it. I was teaching a comedy class uh, up until last week they just they just finished there's all these beginners and it was everywhere from a kid i graduated high school with so a 27 year old to a 91 year old and oh wow huge, it, was, awesome. it was in the suburbs it was an ambler so oh, okay a huge array of people all doing stand-up for the first time that's which awesome. just warms my fucking yeah. heart like that's why when anyone's like oh i'm 35 i can't do comedy it's too late it's like this dude herb did it at 91 buddy yeah, yeah. and how'd herb do he did as well as I expected yeah. Herb to do. <laughs> yeah. He remembered everything. I was impressed by that. He had yeah. he has a very good memory, but he definitely did a lot of impressions of other races. And I kept oh. saying, I'm like, hey, Herb, like, you can say the word, you can say a Japanese person said this to me and not do the impression. Oh, my God. Um, but he didn't take that note. And that's out of my <laughs> He didn't take that. <laughs> no. He said, I'm actually not accepting notes at this time. Thank you. My set is perfect. And I, okay. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. I want to see but, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the doc crew came and filmed. Oh and and most of them were super cool about being filmed. Yeah. But when I got some of the, like, people who were in, like, their 50s, they were a little, like, well, what are they going to do with it? And I was like, they're not going to fucking use it. You know, because you hear stories, like on the news outlets that older people listen to that's yeah. like if you agree to this app and take a picture they can use it for an erectile dysfunction yep. ad yep. on a billboard on 95 yep. and it's like sure they can yep. but does anybody fucking care about right. you that much like right. don't flatter right. yourself you I, know right yeah right so it um, is it is yeah. interesting seeing people at philly's funniest sort of <laughs> notice that i'm being filmed and then stepping out of the way because they don't want to be filmed you know yeah, yeah, yeah and do you think yeah. it's because they don't want to be filmed or i just think you know, especially when it's a dot crew, you know, if somebody's holding up a phone or something, it's one thing. Yeah. But uh, like a dot crew, you know, you just look like, oh, my gosh, this this person's that's the communication major in me where I'm like, yeah. there's something about a camera. Like if you have a if you look professional, uh -huh. people are like, oh, my God, is that must be a celebrity. That's so true. Get out of the way. That's you know? so like, true. I it's. I'm getting very used to this. Like it's been a process of, and you know, when I met with these amazing guys, it was really like a, they had to kind of sit me down and just say like, so, you know, we, we've worked with a lot of subjects, but I'm not used to unscripted. I do scripted. I, I'm an actor on camera. I'm not weird about being on camera at all. Very comfortable being mic'd on camera, but just being just taught like this, just being followed, doing everything, it's almost dangerous how quickly you forget they're following. Oh, yeah. You know, and they said, well, the goal is eventually you will forget we're there. And I'm like, okay, sure. Easy. Yeah. Okay, who yeah. the fuck is doing that? Holy shit, I forget so quick. Oh, yeah. And then I'll say something and I'm just like, oh, I <laughs> fucking, like, it's yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like you watch like The Office and you're always like, how did, in, realistically, if these characters are being filmed, they never would have done and said that. And yeah, I, right. Now I'm like, I fucking get it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> these people are like having an affair on camera. And right. It's like, right, right, right. You know what? I can see totally fucking forgetting that yeah. you're being filmed. Yeah. But it is weird when I walk into places and it's it's clear I'm being filmed because it does make it seem like I'm something that I'm not. Right. You know? Right. right. It's like, are you? Like, are you yeah. a Kardashian? Are you? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I am. I am. Thank you. I'm. 
<laughs> I'm the sick Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. They keep me under the Chris rug. Chris wouldn't let me in. Yeah, right. They keep me under the rug. It was a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. There's just so much. Like, there's a million things. Like, oh, my God. I want to say this. I want to say this. No, like, please. Um, Dude, I'm in a rush. <laughs> but, uh, no. I, how Are we good on time? It's yeah, 11. It's 11 yeah, it's 20. I'm like, I'm, like, ready to skip this cheesesteak. Like, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I don't like, need a cheesesteak, but cheese I do need steak, it for the footage. The cheesesteak's like a MacGuffin, almost. Okay. It's like people and and again it kind of goes back to um same thing what we're talking about like yeah people i i love real and i love like i just like i don't know something happened at some point i was like i just like wanted to figure out what the hell's going on in this world yeah and it's a futile effort and i'll never figure it out but like i just like want like real stuff in my entertainment where like yeah a lot of people just want a distraction and mm. it was interesting i was thinking about this a lot with you because i heard you talking about how late night um you were a huge jimmy fallon fan and you, started, as yeah. you said it was like he was the only person to keep you company and like the shows you watched when you were in the hospital by yourself was different than the other kids your age because they yeah. were like at school and doing stuff and i'm like it, i think part of the thing with this woke culture and like the distraction comedy that we have is like you know there are people that need distractions mm -hmm. and like like i can't imagine like you know, the way you can't imagine, I'm stealing, I'm stealing <laughs> her joke here. Yeah, yeah, this is her right. joke. The way you can't imagine having to worry about a credit score, I can't right. imagine being in a children's hospital, you know? And like, yeah. and I, and I, you know, see the, this comedy that I'm like, oh my God, it's just like distracted. I was like, all right, there, that's great that, you know, that resonated with you. Yeah. You know? I'm like, that's right. happy. But I think what really grinds my gears is like these people who have these nice lives and I know everyone has their thing, but mm -hmm. like they have so much like, potential for like greatness and happiness yeah. and they they treat life as if they're stuck in the children's hospital ward and they need this distraction and i'm just like yeah i think that's kind of like wow you you people are gonna like you know waste your time you know talking about like i, I don't know it's just where people put their energy you yeah, know? yeah right like there's um, there's not a lot of substance exactly in what you intake yeah. and i i think you're so right because you know the number one thing they used to ask us in theater school because we all had to take playwriting classes and a lot of the times we would be pitching shows for the season you know so like if you like the like the the university like, yeah the like the university's season. theater oh, season okay. so you know from september to may we're gonna do uh, six shows students put them all on. yeah well so like... they had it professional directors but seniors could do it as their senior project oh, okay, and you'd cool. pitch and the number one question you always had to answer all the time was why now why do we need this right now you know and i always thought that question was a little a little toxic a little oversimplified because sometimes not everything needs to be a, a huge political state socio-economic like for change kind of statement like there are things that genuinely you want to use as escapism you know yeah but then also the, the more I get into this field, and maybe it's also the changing of the times, because maybe I was in a world where everything everyone was doing was so heavy. It was like, we're doing these shows on homophobia. We're doing these shows on racism. We're doing these shows um, about sexual assault, where there's going to be like an actor, two actors literally playing out a sexual assault on stage. It's very, everyone leaves these shows enlightened, but heartbroken. And I just remember thinking like, holy shit, I just want to laugh. And yeah, now yeah. that I've left that world... And also now we're in this world of TikTok, like you said, these these 30 second videos. Now I'm like, 
I think we could split the difference a little bit. Yeah, you know, right, like, yeah, right, we could right, have a little bit yeah, of substance right, right, yeah. and not just like look yeah, at my dog and I right, put it over a song I right. wrote about my dog. I fucking love dog videos, you know, like, yeah. like every night I sit in bed, I lay in bed and I'm high and I'm like, obviously I'm going to scroll through TikTok and look at dogs and I'm going to scroll through Reddit and figure out these conspiracy, <laughs> personally solve yeah. the JonBenet Ramsey yeah, case. Right, like, right, right, it's right. going to be me. Um, but also like, there does need to be a certain amount of substance to stuff or else our brains are i mean i guess 30 years from now we'll find out what the effect is on it you know yeah. like so who knows yeah. but there's got to be a certain level of of depth and i think you're right it's maybe it's just the content i'm taking in because like we're both on tiktok we're both on youtube maybe that is maybe there's more important stuff going out in like oscar movies and you know right. uh, feature like films and and dramas but yeah i just i agree i i feel like if you're I've, there is a certain level of like, why now? What, why yeah. you're pitching this movie or this TV show to a network? And are they even asking that question anymore? Right. Or is it just like... What's going to get the clicks? It's crazy when you look on these casting sites, right? Like, I've been on backstage, you know, um, Actors Access, the Philly Theater. Oh, these God. are. I'm sorry. My... All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I heard backpage. I'm oh, like, no, like, everybody As somebody who's that. not in acting, I'm like, what the hell is backstage? Like, everybody fucking says that you've really like, run the whole gamut with acting i am on yeah. backstage yeah. and backstage yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> i have depth so what's backstage uh, backstage is like a casting site gotcha. yeah so like you okay. go on it's where they're gonna post everything like okay they're looking for actors in uh you say where you are they're you're in philly they're looking for actors in adam sandler's new movie hustle you right, know right. so you're on all these casting sites and they used to just be like age gender um, sometimes height and weight, if it's a uh, hair color, if it's like, you have to look very specific, um, be a description. Like this guy is your usual class clown, you know, and that's all it is. And now it's great. It's Are fucking, they asking for followers? They're asking for your Instagram to be wow. sent to them. And they'll say, some of them are even bold enough to be like, you know, we're not even going to pretend if you don't have this many followers, you wow. can't. And it's like, you that's don't care great. how good we are. You care right. that you're going to get an automatic you know, 60,000 followers and I'm going to hire Eddie. And now right. I got 60,000 people guaranteed right. to watch this shit. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, that God. has to be so discouraging as it somebody is. went to theater school. I had, I had Instagram deleted for a while. I had it for like over a year. I just hated it. And it was just putting me in such a bad place. And then I was like, do I want to have good mental health or do I want to work? And unfortunately I have to work, you know? Yeah. And I know I've had yeah. that conversation with myself. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, and I think TikTok's a little better because it's not people, you know, you, yeah. I mean, it, there are people, you know, on it, but most people you're interacting with are randos because yeah. you get, you don't have to be friends with a person to see their stuff. Right. And I right. love that about TikTok. Yeah, that's yeah. how you get a post on Instagram. That's going to get a thousand likes on TikTok is going to get 10,000. Right. 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 And it's, and is, is YouTube like that? Like, I've never really been on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's moving more like that. Everyone's pretty much copying TikTok. Instagram Reels is basically TikTok. Hey, man, yeah. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll use those too. The only thing with YouTube that's different than all the other platforms that I struggle with is it's the only platform where you're choosing the video you watch. You know, other than shorts. I don't you have know to click on it. But mm -hmm. you have to click on it. So, yeah. like, title and thumbnail are really important for mm -hmm. YouTube. Especially since most of my videos are in a car. Like, there's only so many different yeah, things right. we can do in here, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, so, like, that's the only difference. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I've definitely had that conversation with myself. And it's, it's something where I've, like, made a mental block where I'm, like, 
occasionally friends will be like, oh, I saw his video. And I'll be like, oh, my God, you watch my videos, you know, because yeah. I'm like, I can't think about other people, especially people I know watching it. Right. Because I'm like, all right, well, you know, I know I have an aunt who's in her 50s and is very yeah. Christian and conservative. And then uh -huh. I have a friend who's, you know, in his teens and he's yeah. gay and whatever, you know, uh -huh. what I mean? like, well, is he not going to like this joke? And is she not going to like this joke? And, it's like, right. and I'm just like, all right, listen, I'm just not going to like worry about it. And I'm just going to do something that I can stand behind and, you know, yeah. And that's there. what I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like that's how people get in this process of just making enough substance, like fucking Fugazi nonsense because they don't want to offend anybody. Right. They're like, right. Oh, if I say something about how um, I had a dog who bit me once fucking pete is gonna be like not all pitbull you know and it's like yeah. oh my god i can't say anything oh my god so then if there's people who are so worried about that that they just they completely say nothing of substance it's like you just talked for an hour and you said nothing yeah and i think what you're doing is so much better because you're like yeah like i have really religious family too and it's like oh, do you, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and i'm like bro i can't i have i have some my, my dad's side of the family i'm not super close with but i have an aunt who like they all she's I three four cousins they're all girls they're all around my age but they are what's called fundamentalist Christian so it's oh, not yeah. Catholic you know what I'm talking about oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. uh yeah it's like like bless your heart Christians yeah. like the and the fucking like yeah it like southern it, it's hard and I've never let them they ask to see my stand-up all the time I'll be like I actually don't have any online <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not gonna fucking yeah. like it man yeah. you know like and I do this joke about my my one cousin who has a a daughter she she lives on like a she's the oldest girl she's probably 30 it's probably your age and she has seven kids and she wants 10 and they live in lansdale like harleysville yeah, area yeah. on this huge like commune and it's this huge plot of land that, that her husband's whole family owns different houses oh on. my gosh insane and they are Mennonite. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and you know what Mennonite is? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like Amish. It's like, like diet Amish. Yeah, yeah, and yeah so they, diet Amish. Yeah, Amish light. And so they do use technology, but they still like visibly dress a certain way. And my cousin married into that family. So she's not exactly that, but she's she gets like that more and more every year. Yeah. And she has a daughter. She has one daughter and the rest are boys. And the daughter's like, I don't know, maybe it was four at the time. And she posted this in, this post on Facebook about it's like, so a lot of people have been asking why my daughter and I, um, we don't wear pants anymore. We only wear long dresses and skirts. She was like, the reason is like, because I read this article that was really enlightening and now I'm going to share it with you guys. And I was like, I couldn't have clicked that shit past them. <laughs> like, where the fuck is this going to go? Like, and if you had told me like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you can guess what the answer is going to be. Never would. I, like, I still couldn't have guessed it. It was that. You could interpret the Bible to say that a woman wearing pants is cross-dressing. And oh my she didn't want to put her daughter in drag. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like... Wow. Which is, in, first of all, insane, right? Yeah. But second of all... Okay, so my cousin has never seen drag before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck do yeah. you think drag is? Yeah. Don't flatter yourself. Like you wanna last yeah. a day with yeah, your right, 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 right. <laughs> She's like, right. She's like, I uh I just don't want to be putting my daughter in drag Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't take her to drag brunch. Tell me how yeah. it goes, man. Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah. And it was like the other thing was that if you wear and the other bullet point was if you wear pants as a woman, you are 
tempting your husband's your neighbor's husband you know what i mean like oh wow you are tempting because pants are tighter yeah yeah. um and it's not a good thing to do as a christian woman it's not with christ um so it's on you (laughs) if your neighbor's husband thinks you're hot well what Um, were you wearing yeah, 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 what were you wearing? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, even if you're wearing like literally yeah, yeah, like yeah. the most baggy, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it was crazy. And I did a whole stand up set about it, but my dad was coming and it's his family, but he's cool, whatever. And I was like, dude, you're not bringing anyone, right? And because sometimes I'll be like, I'll bring your aunt to the show. And I was like, if you, I don't know what I'm going to do if you bring this girl. Yeah. Like, she, I'm going to, we're going to have to cut ties, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't want to offend your family, but also like, if I'm going to offend anyone, I guess I'd rather it be people who kind of have to unconditionally love me. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah. like randos, you yeah. know? Man, that's really interesting. Yeah. And is your family Catholic? Or? Uh, Protestant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually went to Christian school from 7th to 10th grade. Where'd you go? Uh, Delco Christian. Hell yeah. And you know Delco Christian? Uh, no. Okay, so my, I know of it because okay. my mom, my grandfather growing up, on my mom's side he's super cool may he rest i was he's my mom's husband i was so yeah. close with him. <laughs> he was a pastor my whole life okay but like the it was him and two other pastors and they were both gay like it, he it was a really cool church oh, even wow. when i was a kid like but f- f- fucking rocks like i love that dude so much and my mom went to <clears throat> um philmont christian academy in the northeast oh yeah yeah, we and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so a bunch of my um, aunts and uncles went to different, like they didn't all go to the same school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if that's one of them that they went to, but I remember hearing about yeah. like, you know, that that was like one of the yeah. other Christian schools. It's, um, <clears throat> I'm telling you, I was like, I, I want to have you back on oh, <laughs> already. Yeah. Like, this is just like, there's so many things I want to I know. About. Right. I'm sorry but if I'm like fucking no, going overboard. No, yeah, no yeah. this is great. I want to keep doing this. Yeah, and, yeah. um, I'm just like, there's just a billion things I want to talk to you about. But yeah. so when I was, it, I'm, I'm, my real my relationship with Christianity, I think, mm-hmm. is like so. When I was at Christian school, like I remember, like the de- the the school motto was uh, like they didn't have school dances because dancing makes babies. Like teachers would actually say that, and like on field trips, we weren't allowed. <laughs> and it's since changed. And on field trips, like we weren't allowed to sit boy girl like in the same bus seat. Yeah, like it was just like, um, what are you gonna do in the bus seat? Yeah, <laughs> and so well, at the same time, in their defense, you know, I went to public school too, and like things happened on the bus, so it's right? Like, yeah, well, yeah, at the same yeah. time, you know, yeah. Um, but it, it's you know, and as you get older and you see different things, like, and you realize that, like, yeah, it's it's definitely some of the approach is like pretty extreme, um, but at the same time, like, I kid you not, when I tell you the most, like caring and like mm, mm-hmm. you know like just the most the, the best people i've met are the people at that school like yeah. the teachers and the administrators and like um man there's there's one teacher in in specific uh he i switched schools and i saw him like four or five years later and he asked me about the school i went to he remembered the position i played in football he knew that i went to temple oh, he knew yeah. that i was and i was like Dude, like he must have heard that because he was following up with somebody else. And he, you right? Know, like, yeah, not like yeah. someone I told him. I was like, man, this yeah. guy cares. You know, like that's and amazing. I, I never had a teacher like that in public school. Like yeah. That, you know, like, did you that did you do high school at Christian school? Both. Or, both. Was, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, two years Christian, two years public. Because at the time, <laughs> DC didn't have football and cross, and I wanted to play. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Just lacks in ninety one. Yeah, yeah. I had to he play had lacrosse, to. You yeah, know? your namesake. Um, and it's you know I, I know a lot of times. I think religion can get a really bad rap, but like uh, some of the most, the best people I know mm-hmm. are people that identify as Christian or religious, Same. you know, in different mm-hmm. ways, but you know, specific to that school, like I, I think it gets bad rap, but I did want to ask you like, yeah. 
um, you know, like what is your relationship or perspective, I guess, on religion? And like, yeah. you know, I know a lot of the rhetoric. It was like, you know, there's a lot of like, and we don't have to open this can. No, 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 please. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this but shit. Like, yeah. I think about this all the time. It's like one of the biggest things I think about. I'm like, you know, and one of the biggest things with religion, I think, that bothers me, not so much Christian people, mm -hmm. but religion is presented like, you know, God will save you and all the bad things that happen. Like, uh -huh. God's in control, this, that, and the other. And I'm always uh -huh. like, all right, well, if God's in control. He fucking hates me. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. if, if he does the good, why doesn't he do the bad? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, yeah. when you hear either family members or strangers talking about, like, this thing, given you know your perspective on life don't you ever want to be like oh yeah. really right you know? yeah that everything happens for a reason yeah yeah right, that's right. like that i have always really struggled with that and it's interesting because like my mom um like i said she's such a badass and my mom had my mom really young my mom had me really young so my mom and i my mom kind of like raised me because i had a single mom and so my mom is a writer and she's been writing a book and i've been like helping her edit it and it's been really interesting to hear her perspective you know, you think of it as your own story, and then you're like, wait, like I said about my mom, I get to hear my mom say, I'm reading about my mom finding out the day I was diagnosed, you know, and like the day that there were no cell phones and she had to wait a full 24 hours to hear if we died or not on 9-11, you know, and it's yeah. like, you don't even think about oh, that yeah. stuff. And she was talking about in one of her chapters, just like about how her faith and even my pop-up's faith was like wavering when all of this stuff was happening to me and my mom you right. know and it was like i'm having a lot of trouble finding a way that there is like a god that does this you know and yeah. like she's saying that yeah yeah book. my yeah. mom i'm right and she's still she's so wonderful and she's and she's very spiritual um but she you know and she spent her, her whole i think she got married to pop up when she was like 19 and so she's been a pastor's wife her whole life and yeah. you know he passed away a couple years ago and she's really finding herself and and she doesn't really go to church anymore, but she still prays. Like she's, I think it's organized religion for her that she's yeah. not into, but yeah. it's really interesting to hear it. Cause it's like, I've always felt that way of like, there's no way everything happens for a reason. And if it does, what is what, like, yeah. what is, you know, and it's like, did you ever watch the movie Holes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Love, I love, that, love movie. that movie. And I always, love Tyler Buff too. He's fuck, so yeah. Underrated. I know yeah. Henry Winkler in that movie, but I, uh, oh, yeah. I, I always make the joke. I'm like, if everything happened, like my luck is, I'm like, I guess my, my great, great grandmom just like forgot to carry Madame Zeroni up the hill. Like, because yeah, like my, it's like the, the whole thing of like the whole family has, um, like Shia LaBeouf's whole family has bad luck because his great, great, great grandfather was supposed to come carry this lady up a hill so she could drink water. Oh, and he didn't. I'm sorry. I missed and she, that reference. No, no. And she's, <laughs> I gotta watch like, it again. No, no. And, he, and the lady's <laughs> like, if you don't come back and carry me up this hill, your family will be cursed for always and eternity. Oh, wow. And so I'm always like, I get some shit like that happen yeah, because right. I'm like, you know, what is, I've always like written it off to like luck. Like, yeah. I feel like I have really interesting luck. I don't think I have crazy bad luck. I don't think I have crazy good luck. A lot of things happen to me that are insane. Like the phrase I think I use the most is like, what are the odds? You know, like, like yeah. what are the odds that I have this insanely rare disease that only 70,000 people in the world have? Like, what are the odds? Is that, it that rare? Yeah. What wow. are the odds that on the 11th, uh, September 11th, 
we should have already been in school. We were late that day wow. and we're never late. And my mom was like, I'll just take you guys to school late. So while we should have been in school and haven't hadn't seen it, we actually were standing next to the building when it happened. Like, what are the odds of all these things? And it's like, but then really amazing stuff happens. And I'm like, what are the, I just find myself, yeah. if I were to write a book, that's what I would call it because it's like, I never really think about it from a religious perspective. Other people do and people, yeah. you know, but it's funny how people love to say that phrase. Everything happens for a reason when a good thing happens, but sign, I never hear that phrase when someone talks to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's almost like I, I would love to really ask someone who is like very devout, like who firmly believes that without waiver, like, do you, what would you say to me then? Like, what would your yeah. explanation be? And not even right. like, I'm trying to trap you. Like, I'm really curious, yeah. you know, like, yeah, is yeah. there, I've never read the Bible cover to cover. Is there something that talks about that kind of stuff? You yeah. know, like people who've just really been dealt a, a, some bad cards. Um, and it's like, Hey, maybe it's because now I've made my living off of like joking about being terminally ill, joking about nine 11, you know, yeah. like I wouldn't have moved out of New York and I wouldn't have met the pe I wouldn't have met Savannah. I wouldn't have met the people I know. I might not have started theater, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, sure, everything works out. But I think in to say that to someone in the moment of something bad happening is yeah. like is super. I think I just I find it very insensitive. But I also I never get enough time with a person who would say that to like really ask. You know, I would. Yeah. I'm always like, I'd love to like get coffee and hear what you what your take is on that as a religious person. Cause like I, no one ever really has the balls to say that to me, right. you know, everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like, well, I don't know what <laughs> my family did in the past that like made, you know, this happen. But yeah. it's also, I don't know. I, I think religion is like, like you said, I know some of the most incredible people I've ever met through religion. I think it's hard because a lot of really awful people use religion unrelated to them being religious they're awful and then they're like well if i just say i'm religious right. then you right, know right. and uh that's where the wires get crossed but i don't know i've always grown up like i said in a very accepting church and i've met the most incredible people i know through my church i went to public school so i didn't really have that that side of it but i love meeting people who are a great example of what a Christian or yeah. like a devout Jewish person or a Muslim should be who are really following their faith and really want others to do well. Um, that's fucking hard to find sometimes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. hard. It's like, sometimes it feels like you're like digging for a needle in a haystack, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Cause the, the awful ones are louder. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Wow. That's a real, wow. That's, that really <laughs> does so much. And Mike we, job, we yeah. say that a lot about a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, just like content, like we're talking about, like the dumber things are the loudest. Right, you know? or like the, the worst Republicans are the loudest. The right, worst yeah. liberals are the loudest. Yeah, yeah. Like they're the worst example, but they're The worst screaming. woke people, you were talking about woke, yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah. And that's really interesting, and that's so true. Um, and, you know, when I think about the people from the school, the teachers I mentioned, like they're not loud, you know? They're mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. loud in, in that regard of like, and I think that's what, you know, as you're talking, like it makes me think, like the way, it, it's like when people try to force force it onto you kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, right. and it's like they're the kind of people that i like like to talk to like mm. okay then explain that basically my question is sim I, I think it's in the same vein of like everything happens for a reason like 
if 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 there is this like if God's in control and like that's like all this kind of stuff, I was like, why does so much bad shit happen? You know? Yeah, right. And like I was actually in a uh, and again like what are the odds kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. I was in a I was in a rut at a period in my life, and whenever I travel. Uh, it's a weird little thing, but I try to go to a church uh, if I'm there on a Sunday morning oh, Lord. just to kind of like, I think it gives you a really like interesting perspective of like the local, like I like to travel to see the local place. You know, I travel yeah, yeah. Domest domestically. Right, I'm, right, right, I'm yeah. like, you know, I could go to Italy, but like, how is that going to really shape my perspective on my life at home? You yeah. know what I mean? But like when I go to some backwoods town in, you know, North Dakota, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, these people have the same president I do. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Yeah. And, so, and it's just like, it's always so, I think, perspective shaping for me. But I was in a church in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Savannah, Georgia, mm -hmm. sorry. And I forget what the preacher was saying. But that sounds like said, it'd be a fun Oh, it was all the first deal to first, go to a Southern church. Oh, yeah. First African Baptist church in yeah. uh, Savannah, Georgia. It's right in like the center of everything. Um, but he said, uh, and I still remember it, but he was like, uh, basically, and it was crazy because I was like in a spot in my life where I'm really thinking like, why does so much bad shit happen in the world? Yeah. And uh, he said, he was talking about that and he said, you go through, he was like, look, I don't know the answer, but I do know that you go through something to save someone. Mm. And like, that's mm. what I always like go back on where it's like, you know, everyone has their own little trauma or struggles or big traumas or struggles. And it's like, you know, it, it, it can help somebody else go through it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's kind of what I... I fall back on, but I'm, I, I get pretty perturbed when I hear like, you know, God, this and God, that when they're forcing on you, cause like that, you, you say these things, but then when I bring up these examples, you, it doesn't make sense. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. And I think there's holes a, in the story. And then on top of that, I'm also like, if you're, if that's what you're using mm -hmm. to get through mm -hmm. your life, one, who am I to say this wrong? Right. And two, it's like, I don't want to derail you you know like if, totally. if that's what's keeping you together mm -hmm. i'm all for it you know what yeah. i mean if that's what's making you a good person just don't be an asshole about it that's when i want to be like okay you want to be an asshole let me you're right. going to tell me how to <clears throat> think let me ask you a couple questions because this isn't making sense right but then when you yeah, exactly when you find people who were like i went through something awful i lost my child i lost my husband and then i found god it's like that's amazing yeah. or people who are going through sobriety you know when you go to right. aa not that right. aa is <clears throat> innately religious but it has a There's lot a big of right, right. Yeah. and you know you meet a lot of people who were like i found i i needed something to hold on to if i was going to get through getting clean and like that is beautiful right yeah. because in the same way that like i had jimmy fallon you know yeah, like yeah. comedy was my quote unquote religion that's what kept me from just losing my mind and still to this day you know i spend so much time in the hospital isolated and like that's what keeps me going. And if for someone else, it's this book or these beliefs, like, yeah. pop off, you know? <laughs> like, and at the same time, it's like if you lost your child, mm -hmm. and that's, like, honestly, one of my biggest fears. Like, it's been one of my biggest fears. Mm -hmm. I must have saw something when I was, like, before I was even, like, childbearing age. Yeah, yeah, right. I must have saw something. And, like, as a kid, I was, <laughs> like, I, I must have heard someone talking or something. I was, like, man, that has to be one of the most terrifying things. Jeez, yeah. And so, like, if somebody lost a child and um found god like you said i get that but at the same time if somebody lost a child and like rejected god because right, of that, they were and then I, they... I also get that you know it's like yeah I oh yeah you, you know and i think that's what kind of like when you see these 
uh, overly religious people and whatever religion it is, it's like, how do you reconcile those two things? You know what I mean? And because like, how, how can you, how can you argue against somebody who rejects God after a major trauma? You know what right. I mean? What are you going to say? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. And like, yeah. And I think losing a child is like a great example because like, my mom mom has had such a crazy life because like unrelated to me, you know, she had like a whole chapter in her book about me, but she has like, um, she, two of her kids have died. Um, like my, um, my aunt, well, she had one kid that died at birth. Right. Um, and then, or like maybe like six months after birth. And then my, it's always been my mom, my aunt, and then I have two uncles and they're all pretty close in age. And my aunt is married has two kids. They're very close to my age. We were always, my mom's only sister. We were always very close. And then like over the course of maybe 10 years, my aunt or my uncle killed himself. The 13 year old son killed himself. And then my aunt killed herself a couple years ago. So now the only one left is my other cousin. And he is like the fucking strongest, most insanely awesome person I know. He's maybe two years older than me. And you know, you, again, you think about it like poor Sean, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, oh, my God, my mom, you know, like she has yeah. just been through so much loss. And now she goes around. She's not super religious herself anymore, but she literally gets paid to go around and talk to grief groups at churches all oh, around wow. the country oh, wow. just to talk. And she, you know, a, a lot of them want her to bring religion into it. And she does to a certain extent. But also she gets that it'd be kind of insulting to go in and be like, so I know all of you have lost a husband or a child. But it happened for a reason. Right, like she right, would, right. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. be like, "Get off the stage, yeah, right. bro!" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you can't. You know, you have to got to read like like all comics. You got to read the room, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so like that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah, you can find a way to make something about the universe yeah. without making it about like your specific god, right? Because a right. lot of people have different gods, and there is absolutely no proof that any is more likely than the other. Right. right. We live in America, which is more Christian centric, you know. But yeah, I and I mean, like, so do you? Do you watch horror at all? Are you into horror? Uh, I watch a lot. I love movies, not yeah. specifically horror. Like, what's your favorite like horror movie? Um. Hmm, that put me on the spot. Yeah, I, no, it's, uh, there's no wrong answer. It's just like I do like Scream. Fuck yeah. Um, but I don't know if that'd be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I would have to think for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you like like paranormal movies, like paranormal activity? Oh, you know what my favorite would be? Um, mm-hmm. And probably part of it's the age I saw it at. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, always. You know what I'm talking about? I, always. Like for me, one of my favorite one of my favorite movies that, well, you go ahead. But it's the same thing where it's not that scary. But when I saw it, it was so formative. The Ring? Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm a little younger than you. And I saw it on when it came out on Oh, VHS. my God. I you must have been. Was, <laughs> I was fucking okay. Yes, and yes. so my the one I was gonna say is like this came out in oh eight. Like I, it's still very scary. But the strangers, did you ever see that one? I never saw that. The guy, it's like the guy with the burlap sack, Matt. You probably recognize. Yeah, it I, I've known. Yeah, 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 I know yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and so that's fuck out of me. But my point about horror was like I saw a lot of people die on 9-11, right? Saw a lot of people, like, literally jumping in front of me, and and it was very traumatic. We were literally just caught in the middle of it. You couldn't go into any building, because any building you went into, people were like, we heard it might be bombed. You have to get out. So you're just stuck on the street while all these this crazy shit is happening. All this debris falling, cutting people. It was just awful. And so I was seven when I saw that. Right? How far from your school, or how far were you when it happened? I, so I was standing next to the building when the plane hit it. The so, World Trade Center? Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God. again, what are the odds? Right. Oh and gosh. that's why it's hard to convince people it's fucking true. I'm yeah. like, my mom's here. Mom, can you confirm like in the audience? Yeah. Wow. And so we just happen to have the worst. It was like Murphy's Law. You know, anything that 
awful that could happen would happen. And as an Irishman, I know. You yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. And so we were just, uh, you know, we, we were stuck in the worst. We just happened to be waiting to cross the street, standing on the corner, and the plane just wow. flew right over us. Everything got very dark because the plane was so low. It was this huge shadow. And then it was just the loudest noise I've ever heard. But you're so, you can't see what it is. It seemed like construction or a bot. No one knew. Yeah. And also, you wouldn't expect it to be a plane. Like, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit hadn't happened yet. If it happened today, you'd be like, fuck, a plane just crashed. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. You'd be like, what the fuck was that? And then you thought it was an accident for a while, and the second yeah. one did it, and then it, it was yeah. like, oh, it's not an accident. Right. Yeah, I and remember yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just remember, like, after 9 11, just really having a lot of trouble because I saw so many people die, and then I became like, obsessed with death like in the way that it was like i was into horror when i was like seven eight like i am like that kind of weirdo who will like watch you know you'll see a video that's like it's super graphic on reddit and it's like this person's literally dying in the video which is like awful but my brain is like no i'm like that too it's but it's fucked up because it makes me weirdly feel comforted and i got really into horror because like my my psychologist is always like it's probably because it makes you feel better to see that other people are seeing people that like, you know, you're watching it with friends and you're yeah, like, yeah. you're seeing it too. Like I'm not, I've seen this in real life, but it makes me feel like weirdly, it's like a weird childhood memory to like watch yeah, on screen. Yeah. And like, that was always like my way of like comforting my trauma. Like I obviously never turned to religious. I was a child, but like yeah. I would watch that shit and be like, this weirdly makes me feel happy. Like I fall asleep to horror movies and shit, you know? That's and it's wild. like, and like, I guarantee my parents were like, she's either going to grow up to be like the next school shooter or she's going <laughs> to yeah, grow yeah. up to be like, yeah. just like a girl who's a little yeah, like yeah. angsty. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they're so grateful. I turned out to just be like a comic yeah, who yeah, likes to yeah. watch people die. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, we would go to Blockbuster and my mom would be like, okay, you can get, one horror, but then you have to get a comedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need because you're your nine, right? normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you want to watch a princess yeah, movie? Yeah. And I'm like, nah. Um, yeah, but I, that like that always was comforting to me, like yeah. watching or like reading horror books and shit. So it's like if you want to read something like the Bible that makes you feel. I mean, it feels weird to con- compare the Bible to like a Stephen King novel, but it's like if you want to do these things that make you feel like there's some sense in the world. Yeah. The fuck am I to tell you not yeah. to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When were you diagnosed? Was Seven. That... It, was, okay. it was a rough year. Two thousand one so was a rough. That year. was the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that you lay over that. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Because like, I was wondering, Seven. like oh. the association with the death in the horror movies and being having a terminal diagnosis. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that day, and then nine eleven too. Yeah. It's just all like. Well, you know what's funny is like, so I was always sick, right? You're born with CF, so like okay. I never lived a day healthy. I didn't, but I was born. I didn't leave the hospital for a while, right? Okay. And so they always knew I was really sick. They just didn't know what. And CF is super rare. And like now, though, now if you're pregnant, you would know if your kid had CF in the womb. I didn't know until I was seven because they didn't oh, test wow. you for it. That's and like crazy. technology wasn't nearly as good because it's genetic testing. Right. right, right, right. And so um, you have to do this. You have to do genetic testing and you have to do a thing called a sweat test where they people with CF have like um, a salt deficiency. So I oh, sweat no out way. all the salt in my body. So I have oh, to take wow. salt tablets. If it's the summer and it's really hot, I start to feel like I'm drunk. I have to like shoot salt like a packet. It's oh, disgusting, wow. but it helps a lot. So they do a sweat test. They press this thing on you till you sweat and they can see in your sweat how much salt sodium you no have. Way. And so this technology was not that good in 94 when I was born. And yeah, so it yeah. took until I was seven. And uh, 
I didn't know, I don't know if my mom just didn't tell me or what, but I don't remember finding out I had CF like personally until I was like 10. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm sure she told me and I was like, okay. Because I remember people be, you know, all the time I'd be like, I'm sick. And the doctors would be like, you have pneumonia, you have bronchitis. And then she's like, you have cystic fibrosis. And I'm like, okay, so I'll have that for a couple months. Right. Like not even thinking. And like, I remember my mom used to like put my pills in like my applesauce and shit. Like, I, like I didn't really ever know what was going on. Yeah, and I remember yeah. hitting like 10 and being like, oh, cause I got special things at school. Like I was allowed to miss school way more than everyone else, you know? And I was always in the hospital. And I guess once you start to really get friends, you're like, oh, y'all aren't in the hospital. Yeah, all the time? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I was that my mom found out, you know, I'm sure she told me, I don't think that she, she hid it from me. That'd be fucking wild. Um, but she, you know, I didn't really know what it was. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, again, you're probably right. Like the more, the morbidness of it all. Like yeah. I love watching like movies with, I don't know, like you ever seen the Saw movies? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yo, love them. I fucking yeah. love the Saw movies. Yeah. The, oh, I just said, we just did a podcast episode about the first, the Saw, the 2005 Saw. Incredible. Lee Winnell and James Wan are like, they make so much good stuff. <laughs> they did the Conjuring, Zidious, they rock. And his whole mo jigsaw's whole mo is that he's terminally ill and oh, so he thinks right. other oh people God, don't yeah. appreciate their lives right. so he puts them in situations where it's like do you appreciate your life enough to right he's like you the one guy in the first one it was like self-harming he was cutting himself and yeah. jigsaw's like that's not appreciating your life so he's like put him in a cage full of razor blades he'd have to get out and it's like are you willing to like cut yourself to live like it's yeah. very poetic and it's like a lot of people don't appreciate their lives until they're put in a situation like that. And I always thought that was so badass. Yeah. Like, obviously I would never go to that extreme, but like, I loved watching the Saw movies. Cause I was like, even if he was real, you know, when you're a kid, you watch a movie and you think that thing is real. You're like, Oh, that girl from the ring is actually going to come out of my TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. And I was like, Jigsaw's not going to come for me. Cause I'm also terminal. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> like, I do appreciate my life. Yeah. <laughs> like he's going to come for like these other fuckers. Right. <laughs> You're one of the few people watching that movie identifying with Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Everyone else is with the guy in the right, cage. Right. What I do. I'm like, watching yeah, it, Jigsaw. Like, I like that idea. I'm watching it like, I suppose sides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like objectively. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, that's funny. I was like the third party. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I yeah. get both, you know? <laughs> Yeah. There's like seven of them or something, right? How many? The are there tenth now? is coming Ten, out geez. next year. I feel like I fell off around like four or five. Yeah, five. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know what? I didn't remember seeing five. I don't think I saw six. Five was fine, and four was like the one where they put the guy in the trap where he was like had a head box. It was underwater, yeah. and they did a pen thing to breathe, which was pretty dope. But all of them, I mean, I could talk about software for 30 hours i fucking love these those they're so bad like i oh, they're, <laughs> the awesome. record show, they're not good i love them though um and those are like i mean they kind of started like the torture porn world of horror you know yeah, like yeah. they uh, there's this awesome thing they do every year on amc it's called eli roth's history of horror um, and oh yeah eli roth's like a horror director and they basically go through, it's really cool. They get all these directors, actors from horror and they do uh, episodic, like six episodes. And they'll talk about like the history of zombie movies, like the first zombie movie, how they progressed, history of found footage, history of slasher. And the one that they did about like 
uh, they called it body horror. So like, do you remember Hostel too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hostel was like right the year after Saw, right? Okay. And it was so shocking because, well, Saw 1, the, the foot cutting off was so shocking to people. People were like running out of theaters and now we're so accustomed to it. We're yeah. like, okay, show me something better, you know? Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah, oh, he just cut off his leg. Like, I've, you can watch that on, like, cable TV yeah, now, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing. And again, it goes back to millennials, like, being part of the group. That, right. Like, but I... Uh, We're so desensitized. Right. Yeah. I took uh, a film class, actually, in ninth grade at the Christian school. And that was, like, a very influential class. Yeah. Which one of the teachers, like, one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. That's so cool. Um, you, had a, you had a film class. And, yeah. yeah, it was super cool. And uh, he, we watched... Uh, Alfred Hitchcock birds. Yeah. And I remember oh, that watching that. Me up. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in ninth grade and I'm like, you know, this film thing. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like compared to like other things I've seen. I'm like, what, you and know, then... the, the horror from back then mm -hmm. to like, and I'm sure like if I watched it again now, I'd appreciate it a little more, especially having a little better, but you see the same thing with movies that you watch from like the nineties. like, man, that, that was like a crazy adventure scene. Amen. Cause right? they like, they had a car that like went over a hill and got a little air. Fast like, and the Furious, they pushed the NOS and yeah. they're like, what? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, and now, NOS. you know, Fast and the Furious are like flying out of planes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. It's, I think my like hottest take on horror like the hill i would die on that like i don't think a lot of people agree with because a lot of people are these like horror purists in the community but they're like you don't think that alfred hitchcock's psycho is the best movie ever made and like it's a hot take but like i think remakes are almost always better than the original wow. for horror because horror isn't getting different it's just getting better yeah like yeah. they're not yeah sure sometimes like you know ari aster who, who did hereditary in midsummer in the last couple of years he's really releasing these incredible new concept movies but for the most part you give me the um the 1978 texas chainsaw versus the one the remake with jessica beale in 2002 it's so much better the acting's better yeah. the cinematography the um the gore like yeah i i think people get in that like Oh, I'm a I'm a snobby I'm, a purist, I'm sure yeah. you, like you know. Purist, yeah, 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 right. I'm a fucking snobby, yeah. like it's not the original. But it's like I think that's true with a lot of movies. Horror is a genre that I will always watch that the is newest so true. version. And that specifically, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre in theaters. Mm -hmm. So that gives it a little edge in theaters. But then I didn't even know there was an original and I saw it on TV, probably on AMC, like yeah. during that time. And I remember watching this, and I was like, This this movie sucks. Yeah, you it's know? not like, good. Yeah. yeah. Because the gore isn't that good and you know, like, there's some movies that they... I'm trying to think if there's a movie they've ever remade now three times. I mean, they do... Re, you know what a requel is? They just started using this term. No, it's It's that. a term people use in horror now. So it's like, you know... Did you see the 2018 Halloween? Uh, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I yeah. Did. Yep, I remember so that. So that was like the one of the first big requels where it's like... It's, it's as if they made the first movie whenever they did and it completely disregards any other sequel and it acts like this would be the next sequel. It's like almost, oh, it's not okay. a remake. It's not a sequel. Gotcha. It's, it's like a, a part two. Exactly. But it's gotcha. like in a world where you could just make the original, let that live. And then if they could just erase everyone's memories from Halloween two through seven right, right, right. and they could just make this. Oh, and so it's okay. called a requel. And so gotcha. like the scream that just came out, is was a requel okay. you know because yeah. they didn't really reference i mean they did a little bit but the other movies it was supposed to in theory be like what if we just picked up right from 1996 scream into this 2022 scream you know yeah. and so like requels are really cool 
because they're not remakes, but they have the same cast, you know? Right, and like, right, right. I feel like that's where horror should be going because, but people get so pissed about it. People, yeah. you know, like film, you know, film people, like, oh, you yeah. Get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, right, yeah. They, yeah, they can be a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Temple has a crazy good film program too. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, a lot of people I know who went to Temple went for communications, uh, then film, radio, and television, because that was like their big program, yeah, yep. at least like recently yeah. it has yeah, been. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I took some classes in both schools. Um, it's probably now film, podcasting, and television. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's well, no way so it's still radio. That's part of my problem with studying communications. Like, looking back, I'm like, and again, when I went, and, you know, just school in general, I'm sure our school's a little different, but like, uh, you know, school in general is you're studying what happened, you know, they're not forward yeah. thinking and it's, it pisses me off. You know, like I said, I'm a little behind the times with like, you yeah. and so like, it just drives me crazy how like when I was in school, they were saying like, Oh, be mindful of what you put on Facebook and you know, don't put any of it. And I'm like, you know, at the same time, there was, a, I don't know, do you know a YouTuber named Mr. Beast? I don't know. If uh -huh. People, yeah, see, it's, it's uh -huh. so crazy how okay. it works. Like, this guy, he could be president in 20 years if he wanted to. Yeah. He would have everyone 25 and young, uh, 20 and younger voting for him. Uh -huh. But people our age don't even know his name. Yeah. But at the same time, I was in school where people were like, be mindful of what you put on the internet. And big corporations were like, you know, mm -hmm. don't, you know, don't advertise online. Uh this guy named Mr. Beast was 10 years old and he was putting videos on YouTube because he was like, this could be the big, and he's like, you know, he's probably going to be a billionaire before he's yeah. 30. And I'm like, so my beef with like communication school is like, you know, you didn't need to teach me about cable television when we were on the cusp of like the right. biggest, you know, uh -huh. I could have been the, one of the first YouTubers ever. And you were telling me that Robert Tarleton invented right. Panther cable TV in Pittsburgh in 19, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, is it, cause they probably are in the mindset of like, is this just going to be a fad? Yeah. Gonna turn right. off? Yeah. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, nah, this shit is here um, to stay. But there, there is a lot of, you know, good things that come out of it. That, that's kind of like my beef with communications, but the film school was more on the art side. And uh, there's a lot of good things that came out of there and i did learn a lot of good things at communication school but i do have to ask yeah. uh as a horror and enthusiast mm -hmm. um which i mean anyone watching the likes it, i feel like you just gave the best plug for your podcast right there <laughs> there yeah. was a point where i'm like man she's talking a different language here i'm like albert hitchcock <laughs> did do the birds right like i was like if i got that wrong i'm gonna feel like such an idiot yeah. that was him right it's my most um hitchcock's birds yeah yeah okay, good. Yeah. Right, go. yeah no oh. horror is my most like mansplainy like oh forget you're just an expert topic. like oh, yeah, that yeah. reminds me of another thing i want to talk yeah. i swear i'm gonna watch this back right down a hundred things i wanted to uh -huh. mention to you and go back yeah, yeah. but i wanted to ask your I'll opinion on uh comedians uh, as a comedian and a horror enthusiast the key and peel sketch of saw one oh and then yeah. the mm -hmm. the scary movies because i love both of them okay. not a fan of scary movies no no i i i am so i was really big into them when they were coming out because i i mean what what were they like 99 into like Somewhere around yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so the first scary movie was scream base right right and right. like obviously that is my yeah. favorite movie of all time and so i loved it because i i knew every word to scream and so much of the dialogue was like a almost a perfect ripoff but like with a couple lines changed for like legal purposes and i fucking loved it and then the second one was the ring that's what the second scary right. movie oh, yeah, right. was the, the ring yeah, yeah. uh-huh i mean like they're usually a bunch of them right but, but it was, was the, the ring main, and then yeah. the third one was saw and these were like three of my favorite movies and so i fucking love them i definitely didn't get any further like once they started doing like 
I don't, I don't know. Like once they started getting into like, uh, like paranormal movie and like right, uh, the right, epic right. movie and the right. date movie, I didn't get into those. But I thought right. those were, I thought those looking back were the height of comedy. And now I'm like, oh my god, I'm so, like those movies are so fucking stupid. But like, I liked them. At the, they did their job yeah. at the time. They really did a good job of like knowing the. That was everyone's humor back then. You hear a lot of people say, like, you know, comedy has, like, its time and place, and then it comes sometimes, like, doesn't hold yeah. up. And I feel like that happens a lot, and stuff, definitely stuff doesn't hold up because it's now something you just wouldn't get away with saying, you know? Like, yeah, and that's part of the thing Yeah, I like, like, now it's like, okay, you know, that doesn't hold up because it's just not something we joke about anymore. But also a lot of comedy doesn't hold up because it comedy is different for each generation like the things that we i mean so you were at philly's funniest this is a great example i don't know the name of the guy hopefully he won't watch this but the (laughs) guy i doubt he will because he's older but the guy who went last um the older white guy Uh, and he yeah right i know he did my friends know this this is I, i it's like if i could write a thesis on boomer humor you know what i yeah. mean oh that was definitely boomer and humor. his because there's go, there's one boomers have one joke and it's wife bad mm-hmm. <laughs> i hate my wife i hate being married the old mm. ball and chain am i right folks yeah because boomers got married in a time where it was like if you wanted to live with your partner you had to get married yeah if you like you you got married when you were 23 years old mm-hmm. so their whole joke is i hate my wife yeah. and like, that's also the comedy they grew up with Right, like Rodney Danger. I like, get no respect. No my respect. Wife, yeah, my yeah. wife called me from the yeah. hotel room. She says I have no respect yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we get it. You hate your wife, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, but our generation, like millennials, we get married later. We get married because we want to get married. I have so many guy friends who are like, she's my best friend, you know. But like, yeah. that's not the humor back then. Right. It's the fucking King of Queens, mm-hmm. like uh, Two and a Half Men bullshit. I mean, I know mm-hmm. those are newer shows, but like with that mentality, my wife and kids, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she's gonna, this lady's gonna turn my yeah. hair gray. She yeah. just wants the credit card <laughs> yeah, to yeah, shop yeah, and yeah, yeah. sit at home and do her nails. Yeah. And it's like those jokes were funny at the time. I have yeah. no doubt they kill when you watch old videos of old comics doing it. They're not, they're not even funny because they're not even not funny because I'm like, I'm offended by it. It's just not applicable anymore. Yeah. It's like, we actually don't feel that way anymore. And when you do comedy, you should be doing jokes that everyone's like, "Ah, I know that feeling. Right. But now, unless your audience is in that same age range, which a lot of comics now are, you know, people are people in their twenties and thirties. We don't have that experience. Right. So we don't get as much or relate to wife bad. I hate my wife, you know, don't you hate when you're eating airline food and your wife is a bitch and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. really well said yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and that's exactly what i like why i appreciate your set so much because on the complete opposite spectrum mm-hmm. they it, it's almost like they're afraid to relate to the things that are real to them yeah because they were told by the culture that if you admit that you'll get canceled yeah you know right I mean? right if you we all are thinking it, and if you say it, if you're the one to say it, even though everyone's thinking it, you're done, yeah. you know? And it's like it's like a competition of who can hold out the longest without agreeing, yeah. you know? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real. And that's yeah. why, like, when you said, uh, you know, the people who, you know, you're talking about, like, you're unsure of what to share, mm-hmm. the people who know you well forget about, you know, 
the, the oh, they don't ma- give a mainly, fuck. mainly yeah, the, yeah, right. I call them breathers. The can- I don't know it's called a cannula. Cannula. I'm yeah, yeah. No, you breathers. Call, I like breathers. Cool. Yeah. I'll <laughs> say right. that to honor mama. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then the people who don't, and I, when you came on stage, I was like, all right, there's probably going to be some reference. She's going to explain this, right? But you didn't address that at all. I know. I like so to then, make y'all sweat. <laughs> no, for real. As an audience, I love that. And that's, again, like, I I, I didn't just want to talk to you because of, you know, I think you're kind of, did you win, by the way? Did you win? I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You were mm-hmm. my number one. Oh, hell um, yeah. So how's that work with? So I'm going again August 10th. Okay. Please come. Okay. I'll give you one of my comps. Um, oh, nice, and nice. Uh, that's second round. Audience okay. vote again. And then if you make it through again, it's judges. Gotcha. And okay, they keep, cool. so last time I, last year I made it to the judges, gotcha. but not the finals. Okay. Yeah. Well, and just so you know, I had to, I was one of the last people in. Yeah. I wasn't late. Um, That's good. But they, they won't like, let you vote if you're late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they didn't have a, uh, I was actually sitting with another comedian who, uh-huh. he was there. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but he like didn't get there on time for, he was one of the ones that was late, but uh, he was like, they said I'm late, but the show didn't even start and I'm right here. Yeah. He's like, you see me sitting here, right? I was like, I'm sorry, man. It wasn't me. Yeah, right. But they didn't have a voting thing or thing. So I had to hunt down nice. a, a thing and the waitress had it. She was like, I was told not to give it to you. I was like, it wasn't me that was late. I was here the whole yeah. time. So I, I worked work. to make the vote. My uh-huh. vote counted. Hell yeah. You know, sometimes you feel like your vote doesn't count. Right. In America, my not vote at, counted that night. Not at helium. Um, <laughs> but where was I going with that? So, oh, yeah. So you come on stage with your breathers. Uh-huh. And I was like, and you don't address it at all. And like you said, like that was the first thing I noticed, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a second. Are we just going to normalize this? Like, are we not going to, this goddamn normalize everything. I was like, what the hell? Like, we got to talk about it, right? And then you went into your set about it. I was yeah. like, all right, now we're talking about it. Now here comes some jokes that like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure I can like, but man, you went in. I was like, you went to a point where initially I was like, holy shit, she's not joking. Yeah. Like, she might not make that music. And that's why I just absolutely loved it. If, if we miss a cheesesteak. Yeah. With terminally chill Kristen Sills. Kirsten Sills, sorry. <laughs> that was an actual accident. That wasn't on purpose. What did I say? Kristen just comes, so I know. that's part of her Christine, set. Christine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you have to check out her set. If you ever have a chance, um, come to Helium. Come to Helium, <laughs> see it on Terminally Chill. But Hell yeah. that's uh, that's why I'm fine with skipping it, just because like, I'm so happy. Yeah, no, it. yeah, I'm sorry. I won't be able to have them. Any social you need to follow, I'll put it in the top comment. Um, and yeah, give, give your little spiel, whatever you want to plug. Oh damn! I hadn't thought about plugs. Um, or just any anything you any parting words? Yeah, I am, just cut it. I'm you want. bummed I didn't get the cheesesteak, but uh, we were gonna go to Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phillips fucks. Um, I used to go there all the time. Oh, okay. Twenty four hours. Yeah, we're right. Which is not easy to find an actual good cheesesteak. That's also twenty four hours. I will say, if you go at like two a.m., like you're not getting like the A crew. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna be as good. Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm trying to like plug a cheesesteak that I love. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a gym I'm talking about you. I know, plug I know. But, like, I want you that, to plug you. I'm trying. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm oh, you don't have that. I'm Kirsten Michelle Sills. Thank you for watching. Please, um, if you uh, have cystic fibrosis, which like is crazy, so few people have it. If you do, comment so I can see it because like I want to talk. Um, and follow my Instagram and and that. listen to the Hollow Court podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the podcast with Kirsten Sills, a.k.a. Terminally Chill, went so long I was not able to get a cheesesteak with her. Phillips, South Philly, I believe it's like 26th and past Yonk I'm at. Here's what I've realized about myself. I cannot be some sort of food critic. I don't have that in me. I don't care that much about food. 
I love food, but I'm not that judgy about it. And at the end of the day, we're eating cheesesteaks. I know for me, I mean, cheesesteaks were literally what I choose to have for like a birthday dinner. Like when I'm deciding to do something fancy, I go with cheesesteaks. But I know for most people, that ain't it. Um, I kind of wish I put ketchup on it because it's looking a little dry. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe it won't be dry when I bite into it. Um, but here's the rating system. I finally figured it out. Episode 5, I believe this is. I finally figured out how I'm going to do the rating system. Is this something you would go out of the way for? If you're out of town and you're in Philadelphia, and would I say, yeah, I'd go out of the way to try that? And so far, the initial impression of Phillips, I was too, I was too nervous to take a video of it just because it was not nervous. It just would have been awkward, you know, because at the end of the day, I like to consider myself a local guy. I know Delco, South Philly, but, you know, I, I don't want to come into South Philly looking like I'm from Delco and do the touristy uh, videotape the thing. But they probably had about five celebrity pictures here. It's real, like, local, like, homely-looking spot. And one of the five celebrity pictures was Amber Rose. So immediately I'm like, I just love this place. All right, here we go. Phillips uh, cheesesteak. Let's see how it goes. Oh, that's good shit. I imagine if this was after an Eagles game, 11 at night after a long day of drinking, you're walking home because you don't want to pay $60 for a 15-minute Uber, and you're stopping at Phillips, that'd be good. What do I rate it? I give it a, I think I'm going to give this a 7.6 out of 10. Would I go out of the way for it? 1,000%. It is such a, I just, I, this is a very South Philly, like, this is a, 10 out of 10 experience, has the Philly cheesesteak seal of approval, cheesesteaks with, with Kirsten Sills. I was so excited during that podcast. I, there was multiple times where like, we're talking about pretty serious stuff at times. Like she has a terminal illness. That's why her sitcom's called Terminally Chill. And I know like after the fact, I realized, man, she's talking about some pretty serious things. And I'm sitting there with a smile on my face just cause I was so excited to be having a conversation. And she's very funny. And I'm like, man, I'm going to turn into a meme 